0: Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Exodus. Listen now to a story of our faith. The Israelites have been out in the desert with Moses and uh, things have gone okay so far, but they're getting a little fed up. Moses instructed Aaron, tell the whole company of Israel, come near to God. God has heard your complaints. When Aaron gave out the instructions to the whole company of Israel, they turned to face the wilderness. And there it was, the glory of God visible in the cloud. God spoke to Moses. I've listened to the complaints of the Israelites. Now go tell them. At dusk you will eat meat, and at dawn you'll eat your fill of bread. And you'll realize that I'm God, your God. That evening, quail flew in and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew all over the camp. When the layer of dew had lifted, there on the wilderness ground was a fine, flaky something. Fine as frost on the ground. The Israelites took one look and said to one another, Manna? what is it? They had no idea what it was. So Moses told them, it's the bread God has given you to eat and these are God's instructions. Gather enough for each person. about two quarts per person. Gather enough for everyone in your tent. The people of Israel went to work and started gathering some more, some less. But when they measured out what they had gathered, those who had gathered more had no more extra, and those who had gathered less weren't short. Each person had gathered as much as was needed. Lona Andrews, in her book Magic Rises, says it this way. Outside the windows, the day was bright. golden sunshine, blue sky, pleasant wind. I wanted to punch the happy day in the face. Grab it by the hair and beat it until it told me what the heck it was so happy about. Douglas Adams said, I've had the sort of day that would make St. Francis of Assisi kick babies. (laughs) And in the movie Fried Green Tomatoes, Idgie refers to Tawanda as the Amazon woman. Tawanda is a word you say when you want to be empowered. And so when Evelyn, played by Kathy Bates, has her parking place stolen at the grocery store, she had had enough. To (laughs) Wanda! She backs up and slams right into the car of the lady who stole the parking place. If we're honest, and you don't have to be, but we all know, haven't we all had no good, very bad days in our life? I mean, I can think of a few of my own. Some I'm willing to share and some that will remain unnamed. A simple one happened right before COVID hit. I had an early morning meeting at UK. I still worked on campus and therefore I had to dress a little more professionally than my pajamas that I do when I'm on Zoom. So I put on a cute little dress. Yes, I do own dresses. I did my makeup, and I had my hair sticking up in all the right places for once. You look good, girl, I told myself when I looked in the mirror. I gathered my work bag, and I headed out to the car. When I got to the car, the car door would not open. I started digging through my bag to see where my keys were, but I didn't find them. Hmm. No keys, I must have left them in the house. Just as I head back toward the house to the front door, it started to sprinkle. No big deal, right? I started to open the door and oops, I must have locked the door for one time. Oh yeah, I didn't have keys either. What now? I head to the backyard, I go up the steps to the deck and I try the back door. Oops, somebody locked that one too. I tried the windows off the back of the deck that leads into my office. They too were locked. I walk around the house, by the way I'd left my cell phone inside as well, so I couldn't call anybody, and the rain was starting to fall harder and mm -mm, I didn't have an umbrella with me either. Yes, I was starting to use some four-letter words. I noticed one of the windows on the second floor of the living room looked like it might be cracked. Now, how am I gonna get up there? I walk around the house and look around and I notice an extension ladder underneath our deck. I pulled it out. I carried it around and got it set up some way. it was one of those sliding ones that was dangerous enough in itself. And then when I set it up, The rain is falling, 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 and guess what? I had to set the ladder up in the middle of a flower bed that was just dirt. So mud was splashing up everywhere on my legs and getting on my outfit. I still look good though, I thought. And so I do it. Yes, I do. In a dress, in sandals, I climb an extension ladder on the second level in the front of my house. I somehow get the window open and somehow get through the window without breaking my neck. It probably wasn't as graceful as I would have liked, because as soon as I got through the window, I flipped over the recliner chair. (laughs) It was a no good, very bad day. But it still went on. I didn't notice until I got home that I had mud all over my dress. But I said, oh, well, I looked good anyway. Haven't you all had a bad day before? Our ancestors who had been delivered out of bondage in Egypt were hungry. Or maybe I should say they were hangry. And they started whining about it. I don't like to be hungry either. I was whining a little bit this morning. It wasn't a berry. (laughs) They whined and whined and whined. And finally God said, enough. In our faith story, you see, God had delivered them from Egyptian bondage, had led them from soldiers chasing them through the Red Sea that was opened up by Moses who just held up a stick. Those stories are amazing, aren't they? I wish I could hold a stick up and cause waters to part. I mean, we've all seen the Ten Commandments. We know how it goes. God was leading them to the promised land. And now here they were in the desert, hot and sweaty, tired and angry and hungry, and they were whining. Do you think we'd be whining? Probably. And they were ready to hightail it back down to Egypt because at least there was some food there. I'm just going to quit and go back to my old home. Anybody here ever said that one? I'm just going to quit and go back. The beauty of this story is even though they had been bad-mouthing God, not Moses, not Aaron, not anybody else, they had been bad-mouthing God. God heard. God saw. God had compassion, and God provided. Now, it wasn't a golden corral, eat all you can want, or fit on your plate. But it was something, bread from heaven that may have been produced by a sweet beetle cocoon that grows on the leaves and desert plants. I always want to know where that stuff comes from. And some scholars say that it was a little bit like coriander, but sweet, and they used it to make bread. And then in the afternoon here came the quail. I guess if you were a vegetarian, you were out of luck. But every day, they had something to sustain them. The people who complained thought God had abandoned them and that God had led them to a place of death. But you see, suddenly, in God's grace and God's compassion, there was food for the body, food for the spirit that appeared out of the least likely places. And they ate, and they were nourished. The past few weeks have been hard for me, true confessions. Several people I love have received diagnoses that nobody want to hear. I've had a friend marry one weekend and two weeks later, they're sitting in ICU waiting for their new husband to be extubated. I've gotten calls from people who are undergoing hard family situations and calls from people who have desperate financial situations. And I have found myself wrestling with the concept of theodicy. Why do bad things happen to good people? I don't have an answer to that one. And perhaps that's the reason I'm preaching this sermon because I'm preaching to myself today. I'm trying to reframe all that thinking that I've been having going on in my head so I can get out of it. Our stories in scripture provide examples of suffering and hopelessness and pain but they're often coupled with resiliency and hope and joy. Our human experiences are no different, are they? One day is a good day, one day is a bad day. Some days they just look different. We don't often write stories about manna fallen from heaven. Instead, we might say something like this, they invited me over for lunch, or God in the form of a friend delivered that casserole when I was hungry and lonely and sad. But our stories aren't much different. When bad things happen to us or anyone we love, we want to scream at God. Has anybody here wanted to scream at God? God can take it. We wanna ask why, or I do, Or why me? Why is it me standing in the need of prayer? I mean, none of us want to be the one who needs support or prayer or anything, do we? We all like to be self-sufficient, or I do. I know I do. That's one of my character defects. I don't want anybody to help me. I'm trying to learn to do different because I don't have all the answers. None of us can get through this thing we call life without each other. I do believe that one. Harold Kushner in his book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, says it like this, pain is the cost we pay for being alive. Dead cells, our hair, our fingernails, they can't feel pain. They can't feel anything. When we understand that, Maybe our questions will change from why did we have to feel pain to what did we do with our pain so that it becomes meaningful and not just pointless suffering. Maybe that's why I felt like I needed to talk with you all today because I need to talk about our no good, very bad days with a community I love. Some people like to believe that the sacred mystery that we call God is all-powerful. I was taught that my whole childhood. But it often felt to me like God was playing some kind of crazy chess game and moving us around, having a little fun. That understanding of God has shifted for me as I've read more theology and as I've allowed myself to think critically about what I've been told about faith. I've come to understand that my understanding of God is this. God is all goodness and the source of undying, compassionate love that sustains us every day of our life. And that's what I believe about God. So to all those people who say, well, God knows we're strong enough to handle the burden that God sends to us. Have y'all ever heard that? Oh, they're strong enough. God won't give you more than you can take. Well, I can't believe that a creator sends us burdens that way. Or says they're so strong they'll get through it. I won't give them more than they can take. Well, I call capital BS on that. (laughs) Because some folks I know seems like they get more than their fair share, and that is the truth. And if you don't believe me, take some of my phone calls sometimes. The world is complex, and so are we. I do not believe that God comes and causes tragic events or gives us pain to carry or plays chess games with our emotional and physical well-being. I can't believe in a God that does that. We have not cared for creation as we should have. Our resources are polluted. There's chemicals in everything we eat and drink and everything we walk on. People in the world make bad choices. We eat bad food, like gravy and biscuits for breakfast before you preach. People have pain, emotional pain, and so they get addicted to something that gets them through the day. And sometimes it's just this, our genetics are bad. And sometimes illness has come from our genes, not a creator who is all goodness and all love. So that conventional BS that God won't give us more than we can carry, well it doesn't work for me and I hope it doesn't work for you anymore. Life is random chaos. It brings us issues and we deal with them with the tools we have in our handy dandy toolbox. Sometimes we add a few things to it and sometimes we borrow from other folk. Dr. Kushner says it this way. Fate, not God sends us the problems. When we try to deal with it, we sometimes find we're not so strong. We're weak. We get angry, we get overwhelmed, we wonder how we're going to make it until we reach the limits of our human ability to carry things. That is when I believe God brings forth the spiritual food from heaven to nurture our soul. God brings that. God brings us what we need when we're angry. God is with us when we're hurting and in pain. God weeps with us when we lose someone and God screams stop when people are trying to hurt each other. When we come to the edge of our coping ability, that's when something unexpected happens. We find reinforcement that comes from a source outside ourselves that we can't even begin to explain. We experience the power of God in people saying I'm surrounding you in love right now. I'm praying for you. I'm praying with you on this. Lean into those words. And somehow we eat bread from heaven. Sometimes it's a loaf of bread baked by somebody that they put on our doorsteps or it's a basket filled with candy bars. Sometimes it's a casserole or sometimes it's a bottle of wine that a friend brings over. But it reminds all of us when that happens that we are not in this messiness called life all by ourselves. Thanks be to God. I still don't know why bad things happen to any of us. Especially to the people I love. I don't like it when it happens to the people I love. But I can tell you this. I appreciate wrestling with it with all of you. Because I love you. I appreciate knowing that I can experience God in that steam of the coffee that rises up between us. Or in the brownie that we share as communion. Or in the texts that I get unexpectedly from you all telling me you're thinking about me. Or when the note arrives in the mail that I wasn't expecting. It's these little God glimmers that appear in the ordinariness of our days that remind me over and over and over again God's grace and compassion fed the hungry in the desert. And that same grace and compassion is enough to get us through any of our ordinary, no good, horrible days on any day of the week. I believe this because you keep teaching me that it's so. I'm glad we have each other to wrestle with hard things and we have people to lean on when we don't know what else to do. Alexander in the movie said, even terrible days aren't bad when you're surrounded by people who love you. This week I'd like to challenge you to wake up every morning and just thank God for something. I had Barry pass you out some little pieces of paper and a pen this morning and in a few minutes Kenny's going to sing and I hope you'll take a few minutes and just jot down the things you're grateful for today. And when the offering plate comes by, drop that in the offering plate as your thanksgiving this morning. They say being, having gratitude gets us out of ourselves, and I need to get out of myself today. So here's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for you. With all my heart, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that I got to wake up this morning I'm thankful that I'm part of a church where drag queens and kings can dance in the sanctuary for recovery. I'm thankful for the beauty of color and for God's wonderful creation. And most of all, for this beautiful little church that continues to be built with love. I still don't know why those bad things happen And I don't know why they happen to good people. But as I've wrestled with this community that I love, I can tell you this, I feel a little better because I know you're carrying it with me. I've come to believe that even when it's been a long dark night and we're waiting for the morning, if we will lean into God's goodness and love and each other, well, I believe everything's going to be all right. It might just be okay. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.